Welcome, everybody, to the first episode here on the NC Sports Podcast. I will be your host, as always, Nick. And today, we are starting off this podcast series with a huge event to discuss. We're discussing the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl 56 to be exact. So a lot to cover, um, but I kind of want to give a little layout to how this podcast is going to be run. Um, Hopefully, we'll have some features later in the line. Um, But for the most part, it's just going to be me for these first few, ideally once a week, um, we'll see how my schedule runs and all that stuff, but, you know, coming this offseason, I'll try to maybe cover some other sports, primarily going to be football, maybe some hockey, maybe some basketball, um, other stuff like that, but there is still a ton to talk about over the offseason. we got the draft coming up in a few months and so much more, but today's focus is the Super Bowl. So, obviously, it was the Rams against the Bengals, so let's start off with the losing team, sadly, the Bengals. And let's start on the defensive side of the ball for them, because I definitely want to talk a lot more about the offensive side of the ball. Um, They held up pretty well, you know. Uh, Definitely was the side of the ball that definitely was super improved. And, um, you know, they signed Hilton from the Steelers, who I'm a Steelers fan. So it kind of hurts to see, you know, us letting him go and him playing pretty well. Um, He didn't play, obviously, particularly well. Um, He um, didn't have an interception and... um, doesn't really look like he did anything crazy. Um, first person I want to talk about is uh, Eli Apple. So a lot of hate was gone to him, but he really wasn't named like a super high star. Wasn't much talked about him, you know. He was guarding Cup on that uh, game-winning touchdown, and you can't knock him. I mean, he was playing against the best wide receiver in the league. Um, obviously not, I would say, the season. I don't think he, like, skill-wise is the best, and we'll go over that in another episode about, like, top positions. But... He, you know, that's a one-on-one against Cooper Cup, and, you know, if I'm Stafford, I'm putting that ball in his hands, and you can't knock him. They, they made a lot of other mistakes, um, and letting them drive that hard on you, you can't really get mad at him, but um, he was a huge talking point about how people were saying, like, Cooper Cup was going to destroy him, and he held up pretty well. I mean, um, let me see if I can see if he, like, doesn't really say, um, like, his what he let up, but um, I think he did pretty well. You know, he held up until, like, the end, like, he was actually looking really, really good. Um, so that was definitely the first person. We got Jesse Bates, who got an interception. Um, Bates definitely has been like a huge name. I know there was a lot of controversy with him and Minka last year, who was a better safety. Um, but, I mean, I honestly don't really see much. I mean, obviously, that um, core, um, Bates, I actually don't even know who their other corner is. Uh, I guess it's, is it, is it a woozy? No, it's not. I'm not sure. I don't follow the Bengals, but that was a pretty cool. I mean, the other interception really wasn't Stafford's fault, but all around, I would say their defense definitely held up and played pretty well. Um, Hendrickson really, really looked good. He had, how many sacks did he have? He had only one. Um, but yeah, I really like what I see out of him. Um, you know, them signing him as a free agent, what he's given that team is insane. He's one of those players where, like, that was, uh, like, no risk in that signing from the Saints. And, I mean, he delivered. I mean, he had, I don't know, 14, 15 sacks, something like that over the season. Um, He definitely helped out that team. Really, you know, stopped a lot of big plays from happening. And, you know, having that good, somebody that good on your defense when, you know, you were projected to go, like, 4-12, and 4-13 and um, by pretty much everybody. Nobody expected the Bengals to make it this far. So, hats off to him. Um. Hubbard, too, also is a good name. Like, he definitely has played pretty well. Not as good as Hendrickson, but having those two people on your edge and, like, not even having to do, like, a high draft pick, I mean, 
I mean, look at TJ, and he wasn't even that high of a draft pick. It, it, it's really about work ethic, and these guys came into the season, you know, being such an underdog, and they kind of came out and delivered. So props to props to that defense, you know. Can't really say much about them in the Super Bowl because, you know, both teams had great defenses, and for the most part, it was a pretty defensive-sided game until the end. Um, you know, 13-10 at the half really wasn't a super high-scoring game, but I really... Um, I think a good defensive game is pretty fun to watch. Not a boring one where they run the ball twice and turn an incomplete pass, but some good defense, you know, to stop drives and still to see some offense. It's really the way you want to see the games. But enough of that. Let's go over to the offensive side for the Bengals. Let's start talking about Joe Burrow. So um, you can't knock the man. He played phenomenal this season. He came back, one comeback player of the year. I mean, I don't think anybody expected him to do that well, but he did. And, you know, that's the the best part about it. He, he outperformed what everybody thought. And you can't really be mad at him at all, you know. He just, like, he played his heart out. He um, is, you know, one of really two key factors that led this team to do this well. And, you know, he got hurt as his, you know, first year. And uh, just seeing him come back this big, you know, your second year and your really first year as a starting quarterback fully, and you do this well, like, that's insane. Um, but I, I really, you know, 263 yards, 22 for 33. He did get sacked seven times, which is a lot. It's a Super Bowl record. I think he said, or maybe he tied the Super Bowl record, but he set a new postseason record for being sacked the most. And, and you can't blame him for that. You know, you don't blame a quarterback for sacks unless they just, you know, are just playing poorly in the pocket. But I, I, I'm really, obviously, uh, impressed of how he played. As, as a second year, you know, making it to the Super Bowl, that was just insane, the way he played. You can't knock him. You can't get mad. He just played phenomenal. Then we went to Mixon. He went 15 for 72. He had that clutch play. I'm really happy that Sean Taylor, not Sean Taylor, Zach Taylor made that call. I mean, obviously, it's a ballsy play, but you look at some of the ballsy plays, Philly special, you know, those things work, and you got to get creative when you're facing that good of a defense who's going to probably clamp down a lot of those stuff in the end zone. And then you look at the red zone or drives, and the one, uh, like, they didn't even score. They went three and out on first and goal. So, um, there's, you know, only so much you can do, and when it gets down to a point, you got to just come up big. And they, he pulled out a ballsy call, and it worked. Um, so I, I think Mixon definitely the run game for for them helped. And I think if they could have continued the run game through the whole game, it would have led them to a lot more success. You know, obviously having Jamar Chase as that explosive a player, you want to target him, but sometimes you can't rely on somebody like that when you're that big of a name and you're going to be covered, double covered sometimes. So I definitely think they need to continue the run game next year um, and obviously strengthen up that O-line. So that's what we're going to talk about next. So obviously there was a huge controversy about picking Jamar Chase over our lineman, that whole meme about how he was going to have time to throw it to him. And and it kind of proved everybody wrong throughout the season, how, how successful he was to Chase. And it finally caught up to them of having that weakness in the offensive line. Of course, at the Super Bowl, we saw how that happened to Patrick Mahomes last year. Didn't end well for them. They lost pretty badly. And I really think, you know, getting to that point and that happening and really showing your weakness then and really like hurting you um, kind of sucks because that's the time where you need your offensive line to step up and they just didn't. Um, so if they don't address that in the offseason, you know, obviously they're making huge mistakes, but obviously they will. They're a smart team. Um, do I see them, you know, becoming instantly better with that no I think they might regress a little bit they had a lot of hype this season and a lot of a lot to prove but I think there's just too many other scenarios and better teams that I think next year that will, will shine and we'll definitely talk about those in another podcast um but yeah I'm really uh kind of shocked to see how that offensive line performed I mean you got sacked was it seven or eight times against 
the Titans, the Chiefs didn't sack them too many times. I can't remember how many, but um, yeah, proved to be a huge problem. One of the lead key factors to why they lost, and if they would have held up, they would have probably easily won um, with obviously not other circumstances on the Rams side that we'll talk about later as well. But yeah, offensive line for them was definitely not great. Let's move over to Chase. Um, wasn't even the best receiver, but we'll move on to who that is. Chase was five receptions for 89 yards, no touchdowns. Obviously being covered by Ramsey, who actually got smoked a lot, and we'll talk about him later as well. Um, he played pretty well. I mean, getting that separation, that one long bomb that he caught, that was impressive. Um, he has just proven to be just such a talented wide receiver. Very lucky that, uh, you know, the Bengals were able to use him with, you know, how their offensive line performed, but um, I, he's a talent. He's going to be a threat for years to come, and uh, he was super, super impressive to watch. You know, that was awesome to see him do that. And I, nobody was surprised, you know, he put up like 260 yards or something like that, or 200 something yards against the Chiefs in week 17. And um, obviously didn't have the biggest game, but you can't expect, you know, the best receiver is not always going to do that well. When, you know, people see his performance over the year um, and how much of a threat he is, they're going to start gravitating and covering him more. Just like how Hill, you know, is not always going to be the shining star because teams are going to obviously gravitate towards him because of his skills. So you can't always, but still getting 89 yards, um, that's really, really good. But over Higgins, really, really shined. Um, four receptions, 100 yards, two TDs. I think it was against the Chiefs. They were like, the, Higgins has to step up. And, and I agree with that totally. You know, you have to have somebody else there to step up and, and really, you know, because when 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 uh, Chase is getting all the attention, he's not going to be able to be the target. So other people have to step up. And Higgins was definitely really, really good last year without him. He was their best receiver. And having them two and Boyd, like, they have a really good wide receiver core. Like, all three of them are threats. In, in Boyd had five receptions for 48 yards. Um, but all three of them, like, together, like, that, that's scary. Because you look at, like, next year and, you know, being able to use up, even this year, having those three targets on every play is scary. Because, you know, you can, you know, gravitate to Chase, they're going to throw to Higgins, then to Boyd, and then you fall off Chase, boom, that's a long bomb. You got a deep threat, you got Boyd as a pretty good route runner, and, and you got, you know, Higgins who, who can pretty much do anything. So, they definitely have a strong wide receiver core, but it's just that O-line, man. If they can address that, you know, they're going to be in good shape, but, you know, these, like, shocking years happen a lot. There's going to be, like, you know, the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. They were a shock. They went 9-8 and eight that year and won the Super Bowl and beat Tom Brady, so who knows what's going to happen with them next year. You know, you can't say for certain because we thought they were going to go 4-13 and 13 this year, and look how that panned out. They made it to the Super Bowl. Um, and they kept upsetting, just like how the Bucks did. They kept upsetting teams, and everybody kept betting against them, and, you know, they win it all. So that's my thoughts on the um, Bengals. Um, McPherson, obviously, he's a great kicker. Definitely was a questionable draft pick. You know, why would you draft a kicker? But, I mean, dude's a stud, and he's going to be one of the best in the league from now on. He's going to probably hit some insane stuff in the future. But let's move over to L.A. side, um, starting with their defense. So let's start off with... Um, Aaron Rodgers, not Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Donald. Um, a lot of talk about, you know, him potentially retiring. And I just don't see that. He had two sacks, um, one assist, and three tackles. Um, you know, he's already put up insane numbers. What, he's played seven or eight years, and he's, I think it's eight years, and he's been seven all-pro uh, first team, which is ridiculous. Um, he's the best, you know, at that position. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure PFF graded him as the number one NFL player. And that's even with waiting like quarterbacks. Like, um, you can't obviously weigh in like, oh, quarterback is a more important position, but he, he just, 
pound for pound, I think is the best NFL player um, there is right now if he continues. And I, you know, looking at his stats already with the ring, you know, before the game, people were like, if he gets this ring, he's going to weigh out um, retirement. But I would like to see him continue a little bit longer because he's he's an X factor on that team, and he obviously getting like double and triple covered sucks, but. He's a, he's a fun person to watch, and, like, he had a huge impact on that defense. You know, that second half, you know, they had one sack on Burrow in the first half, and that defense rallied together, and they put on a show. Um, him and Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller also had two sacks. Um, you know, he obviously was a Super Bowl MVP back when he was on the Broncos, when they beat the Panthers. And, and he had some, you know, he's a really good threat on the edge. He made some really good inside cuts got to the quarterback quickly. He played a really good game. Him going to the, the Rams was awesome to see him because he's a talent. And um, watching him play in the last Super Bowl, he he destroyed the Bron- um, the Panthers. And it's insane to see how he did that. And he came back and he wanted this and he did really well. You know, this entire defensive line, um, uh, Robinson also, he is a, is a run wrecker. I mean, he was making so many tackles up the middle, stopping Mixon and... You know, obviously they were running the ball pretty successfully when he was out of the game, but he he really really helped that team out. He blocked a lot of run plays that could have been big, so he came out super duper clutch. So this defense, you know, they obviously have Ramsey too. Who Ramsey was a pretty big disappointment to me. You know, so much talk about him being this like lockdown corner best in the league, and he just got beat like that. T Higgins no call. We'll talk about that later, but he got beat a lot. You know, on that last play of the game, he got beat by Chase, and luckily they got to him. But if they didn't, they could have lost that game, and the the Bengals could have won. So I definitely think he maybe got a little too cocky. Um, he's had some really great numbers, like he's he's shut down like Hopkins and Adams and Metcalf. Like he's done some really really good stuff. But I feel like things just got to him because he made a lot of mistakes that you know, knowing him, he should not have done. But, I mean, I think all in all, you can't dock this Rams defense. They, they played phenomenal, especially in the end. Them, this huge, um, uh, like, stopping their drives really, really helped out this Rams offense, which we're going to talk about next. Let's start with Stafford. He went 26 for 40, 283 yards, two touchdowns, um, and two interceptions. Obviously, one of them was his fault. Other two, or other one really wasn't, but... Um, he played well. I think, you know, those like stupid interceptions and stuff like that are kind of what hurt him earlier in the season when they had, when they're on like that losing streak. Um, but I mean, he, he came on clutch, you know, I definitely think uh, he could have played a little better, but you know, I think Burr made some mistakes too, but I think all in all, you can't dock him. You know, he got his opportunity on a team that had playoff uh, stats and players and that he did that his first season with a good team. He won the Super Bowl. So props to him. Um, moving over to the run game, 13 rushes for 21 yards for acres. Like that's just sad. They had like 20 some rushing and only like 40, 30, 40 some yards. So pretty sad that their run game was terrible. And that was something they focused on and they wanted to develop for the playoffs. And it just wasn't there. And it was starting to get frustrating because, you know, they kept calling runs in like the second half and they were losing yards. And it was like, you got to stop running the ball. And the moment they stopped running the ball, Boom, they scored a touchdown on that drive and took the lead. But, you know, obviously it took some, you know, adjustments. But when they adjusted, they they did well and they won the game. So you can't get mad at them. Obviously, they made mistakes, a lot of mistakes. and um, But they still came out on top. So you can't dock them for that. But I'm super, super happy with how the Dolphins played. Cup, 8 for 92, Super Bowl MVP. His, his last touchdown was huge. 
Um, Odell Beckham's injury was just so hard to watch because, you know, he made a huge journey over to the Rams, was playing great, and I really thought if if, if Odell played that whole game, he would have been the MVP 100% because he was making so many big plays, and that would have probably opened up cut more too, but I just think if he was in the game the whole time, you know, they really kind of were forcing things, but there wasn't much to throw to because they were double covering cup, and there was no Odell wasn't in there to, to help, so... That injury really, really hurt them. I think if they had Odell that whole game, you know, it wouldn't have been close. They would have scored so much more, but uh, it was a sad injury. But, you know, it did keep the game close. But, you know, I think their O-line held up pretty well, except for the running. Um, for, like, pass protection, you know, I don't think there was there even any holding calls in the whole game. I don't think there was. Um, but, you know, Whitworth, I think he played pretty well on the edge against uh, Hendrickson. I think he only let him get back here, like, once. Um but, you know, I think that offense played well. I, I think they did enough to win. They could have done more, definitely. But, you know, truthfully, their defense um, really carried them. And I, I think you got to give their defense, like, the benefit of why they won. Because all those stops were crucial. And with how many times that their offense just, like, did nothing with the ball and had three and outs and stuff, it, it's kind of hard to see. But, you know, obviously those all those sacks and, and stuff like that are really what cost... The Bengals the game and and it makes sense why it did because you know their offensive line was weak and it was a, a big key thing people wanted them to address they didn't it was looking good with Chase and it, and it went downhill um but let's move over to the officiating so this is obviously a very very big talk of the whole season there was a lot of bad calls missed calls bad officiated games and this was definitely one of them the the face mask no call on Higgins was definitely terrible especially because it was a scoring play so they should have reviewed the whole thing um and obviously, I think both sides, you know, that one pass interference in the red zone. But, you know, from the, in the end of the game, each team got a bad call and they both pretty much led to a touchdown. So you can't really say, I mean, no matter who won, if, if the Rams lost, they would have called bullcrap on that that pass interference no call forever. And the, and the Bengals are doing that. But, you know, that, that no call against Higgins was a touchdown and the pass interference led to a touchdown. So I really think you take both those off the boards, the Rams still win. So I don't see any kind of BS in that win. I think the officiating was pretty poor, but I think in the end, both teams got one benefit. So I call it even. And I think the, the Rams did get that win. And I think they I think they definitely deserved the win. They had the better team and all that. And I definitely think they deserved the win. So that's pretty much my thoughts on the Super Bowl. Um, next episode, um, I have a couple ideas. So it's either going to be, you know, like a, a mock draft, maybe like part one of a mock draft, because that's going to take me a while to get through. Or I'm going to be doing my way too early playoff picks and also my Super Bowl playoff picks and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'll try to get these um, once a week-ish. Probably we'll start uploading them on like Sundays. Uh, but today's a Monday. This will be uploaded or Tuesday. I don't know what day this will be uploaded. But um, thank you guys so much for uh, listening. Um, I, these are going to hopefully be on multiple platforms. So uh, make sure you guys go sub to the YouTube. Um Gonna maybe try to start having some videos on that YouTube channel too. Um, but right now it's just gonna be the audio. But I'm gonna end it there. Um, let me know uh, in the comments if you're into YouTube what your thoughts were on the Super Bowl. Um, but I will catch you guys in the next podcast. See ya.